electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Fast Money starts right now, live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York's Times Square. I'm Scott Wapner, in tonight for Melissa Lee. Our traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Karen Feinerman, Steve Grasso, and Dan Nathan. Tonight, Tesla in turmoil. The stock down 20% in May, on track for its worst month in more than a year. We're going to hear from a top Tesla bull for why she's not giving up just yet. Plus, Foot Locker getting stomped on. Stock falling 17% is looming trade tariffs way on that business. One of our traders, though, looking at the stock right now, as we speak, literally right now, he has the details. But we start with the Fang Inferno. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Alphabet, all in correction, down 10% or more from their highs as trade tensions escalate and weigh on the former market leaders. Tim Seymour, how concerned should we be about this Fang mess? You know, we've, we've had these bouts where Fang is not led, and that's been a, 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 at least a place for concern. If you think about times when people were questioning global growth, Fang actually was the white knight, and it hasn't been in this environment. Uh, I look at Netflix and I look at Facebooks, and the, th those were rebounds off of very difficult Decembers and falls deep into kind of the end of the year. That, that The fact that they pulled back aggressively after such a, a, an aggressive move higher, not a huge surprise. Look, Google, Google's disappointing, uh, and Amazon's disappointing, and, and we've, all we've done this week is talk about retail. Uh, and Amazon should be, you know, the one that doesn't have these, these secular issues and the, these existential issues. They're the ones that everyone's competing with. So it's disappointing. Uh, and I think Fang is so, certainly not the place you can run to here. I think the jury is, is at where you should be running. From. All right, Dan. So off the highs, Facebook 17 percent, Amazon 11, Netflix 16, Alphabet 12. Um, if you wanted to do the uh, elongated Fang, so to speak, you throw Apple in Our there, market. which has gotten uh, upset Scott, as well. Scott. First of all, I, I, I got you. Know you. We, we First of all, welcome. Let's stay with me. I, well, I do my own jam, okay, when I'm here. The maggot thing doesn't happen when I'm here, okay? We're doing the fangs. That's how it works. Walk off. If you had any guts, you'd walk off stage right now. Yeah. So here's the floor the is now yours. I, I, I think I think what I Tim said is really interesting. And if you want to talk about it in the context of just kind of like, let's say, you know, issues with China, we know that's pretty much a hardware sort of thing. You know, Google is not in China, but yet Google or, or Alphabet can't get going because they had some issues in their own quarter. Right. And a lot of these stocks kind of filled in their earnings gaps when the market made new highs. Google hasn't done that. Um, you know, I, I, I listen. The reason why I like talking MAGA, though, because Microsoft, I think, is one of the most important companies that gets disrupted regarded when we're talking Fang, and that thing acts like an absolute monster. You know what I mean? It acts like they don't have issues with China. It acts like they don't have an issue with enterprise slowdown and spending. It acts like, you know, so, so to me, I think that's one. Do you believe that? Yeah, are you saying? How can they not? But, that, but, but what I'm saying I is mean, I think it's really important to focus on, I mean, this was the IP theft. This was the one for 20 years people had been talking about was the most adversely affected by China's. Um, for, for some reason, it's immune to it. So to me, we know that Google, Facebook um, are not in China, so it's really not a that story. Um, so that's why I like Netflix, to think about them a little bit. Netflix, Netflix is not in China either. Not in China either. So you have Netflix up 32% year to date. You have Facebook up 38% year to date. So all of these sounds horrific, but I'd still be a buyer of all of them. 
You buy you know? all of them right here. Yeah, I mean, well, well unless you think. I have, the only problem I have is Amazon has told us that they're going to be in an investment stage. So I can't buy Amazon knowing it's going to be an investment stage. Hey, somebody slapped a $3,000 price target on that stock this week. Absolutely. And you know what? If it happens, no one's going to be shocked. I was, I was bullish on Amazon very No one's going to be shocked. Me very early at $190. One and a half trillion but once it gets no to over $1,000, it starts to feel like it could be up or down $200 like that. So for me, when they tell you they're investing, I'm going to stay away. I think they're just giving you a, a heads up that it's going to be in an investment stage. And when they want to turn on the spigots, they'll turn them on. For now, they're telling you that it's going to be an investment stage and they're not going to drop to the bottom line. Okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, Talk. well, Google, I like Alphabet. I just think at this valuation, I've liked it for a long, a long, long, long time. It's disappointing that last quarter, as Dan mentioned, it was really disappointing and they did a terrible job on the call. All that having been said, though, and despite it being Guy's power pitch, it was a last great night, power pitch. It was it a was clean sweep. We, it was a grand pitch. slam last night. I just yeah. think the valuation here. I think they do have a little bit of China. I mean, to the extent that if they're not, if Android phones are somehow get caught up in, all right, I don't know how much that really will. I don't think it really changes the alphabet story. I like it here. I like the valuation here. I wish to trade better, but I'm here for the long term. This is this is. Mildly disappointing. I just want to make one point because sometimes you disagree with me on this. Is where, when you have these guys that are not in China, you know, let's talk about Google and, and Facebook in particular. I think it's important to remember that 85% of their revenues come from advertising. And while there's been this massive secular shift towards online advertising, these two companies are dominating there. It's also very economically sensitive. So if we were to see a economic slowdown globally, these guys will see their growth rates decelerate. It's just that simple. So to me, I think that you have to think about it holistically. If that if the trade stuff is causing global growth to decline, these guys will be affected. And one last point about Amazon. Yes, they are not in China, but they sell a lot of consumer goods that where these companies, you know, like somebody, I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not, no, no, I'm but not somebody has to absorb those tariffs. So while we don't say that they're trade names, they are inadvertently. But, well, the bottom, bottom line, if the market comes in, there's such a a huge percentage of the market that they're going to come in, to your point. So if the, yeah. if the market turn south like we saw. That's what this is more a reflection of. The, I think these guys are on to something. If you look at what happened between, you know, October and these guys. You may be. i got to hear your answer. I'm ready. Team me up. Team me up. <laughs> so from October to December, these stocks got obliterated. That, that didn't necessarily have anything to do with the trade issue. That had with a growth scare globally. It had to now do with what the if we're having a growth yeah. scare part two? And you're watching these names start to come in, and then the overall market's going to have a problem. Wait. Exactly what these guys said, and these stocks are going to come down, and potentially more sharply Wait, than they I have already. Go ahead. I, I, just, please, please go ahead. There was a there was a trade scare. I'm likely to in put the, you in this group, by yeah, the way, with these fine. two. Uh, <laughs> we'll take her. Yeah, okay. We'll take her. <laughs> come on over. I'll, I'll sit out here in Breezy Point. It's fine. Um, but. Are, are you there, was a, there was a trade element, a trade and a Fed element right. in that time frame that you're talking about when they got obliterated. We didn't start to see trade get better until the end of November when uh, I think Xi and Trump started talking. So there was both in there. But anyway, OK, continue. Sir. Well, my point would simply be that I, I think that the, the, the same thing I said at the start of the show, the pullback in Facebook and Netflix is not that extraordinary relative to the move higher. Um, I do think that the big story this week was really bond yields, U.S. ISM, uh, leading indicators continue to get worse. And everything we're hearing from CEOs is that this is an uncertain time. Uh, and I don't think that any of these stocks should be outperforming when they're still within, you know, 5 to 10 percent of all-time highs. Having said that, this is an investment show. And there's nothing about what's happened. Uh, let me talk about the ones in that group that I, I think the most of. And I'll start with Amazon and Google. Um, there's nothing in the investment thesis for either of these companies that's broken. I realize Dan's talking about some cyclicality with the ad model. He's probably right. 
Um, but but everything that Google's doing is continuing to actually build out uh, these these other parts of their silo. YouTube is on fire relative to what what it had been doing. And I look at Amazon, and yes, they may be going through a spending cycle, but there's nothing that's showing me Amazon is losing. Yeah, I, I, I want to make one point. We have a chart, Scott. I'm going to squeak this one in here. We have what? a MAGA chart, okay? Microsoft, <laughs> Apple, Google, and Amazon. And I think it's really important to remember from their highs in Q3 of 2018, they lost a trillion dollars in market cap. Those four stocks. And so to me, I look at that and I say, well, you, you talked about some of the outperformance. We know that Apple has given back all of the outperformance. If you were to see Microsoft to start to go down, you're going to have that chart back at like 3,000, you know, down from 4,000 very quickly, in my opinion. When you think about the max market cap was four and a half trillion, it got down to I don't know somewhere in the low threes or something like that um, at the lows. So if you lose Microsoft, I think you lose mega cap. Well, let me. So I feel like there's a little bit of role reversal tonight because you're actually you're rightly bullish on no as opposed uh, well, to risk reversal. So actually, he's, listen to what I said, role reversal, and it's something weird tonight. And he said, yeah, making sense, which was yeah. kind of a put down yeah. himself, but that's fine. Yeah, um, MAGA, the other way. Uh, Microsoft, <laughs> there's no way Microsoft stays elevated if everything that's else right. you say is happening. I agree. Um, and therefore, why are you saying to go I, in there? I agree. Buy? What I'm saying is, is that you have to understand that this this is the one stock with almost a trillion dollars in market cap that is just levitating for some odd reason. So as money has come out of Google, money has come out of Amazon, it's down to 11% or something like that. It seems to be hiding in Microsoft. So if you lose that one, you lose mega cap. So tax. what about, we didn't really go in deeper in any way on Facebook. So the, the news tonight is, you know, the, the expectation is they're going to they're gonna settle uh, for, you know, maybe $5 billion, but they can't even get the, the votes figured out because of the lack of uh, bipartisanship, even within the FTC, to get an agreement on, on what they could pay. Uh, so we find ourselves kind of in limbo. Um, no one has uh, any sort of worries about that. You, you touch on business models in general. What about well, well, look, I, I, one of the things I've been somewhat critical about with Facebook Facebook's is business I, I, model is changing, albeit even slightly. Absolutely. And, and, and they've made a lot of acknowledgments about that change and how they're, 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 they're in recognition of the privacy issues for the first time really in their history. Uh, and this will affect the business model. So far, it has not. Everyone that's been bullish on Facebook has been looking at their top line and nothing's happened to their top line. It's the bottom line that's, that's been deteriorating slowly because of the cost structure of their businesses changing dramatically. I think it will continue to. I am of the view that the privacy issues are, are uh, certainly going to lead to top line issues at some point. Uh, but in the short run, Facebook has proven that the top line has been somewhat bulletproof. Can somebody give me something on Apple? I pulled it up right now. It's at 178. All right. What do we do with that? Well, of all of them, I mean, in terms of being caught in the crossers of the China situation, this one is by far the worst. So I don't know what to make of it. I completely agree with Tim that some of these other names, it's just noise, the China thing for, for Google. Is it a gift so, at 178 or is it? Well, it's, uh -oh, you're could fighting, we be, fighting, could we retest you're fighting on a bunch of technicals right now. And the 100 day uh, is at 180 and change in Apple. So you, you kind of want to see it above one of these moving averages before you get back in the stock. I, I've been long the stock from lower. I'm staying long the stock. Services are coming on. I think that's the play. Obviously, China is going to be major headwinds. But I think if you stay the course in Apple, it's an investment show. You stay the course, I think you'll be happy.
Yeah, I just think the risk is, is that, you know, obviously Apple's going to be the last battle fought, just like Huawei. I think the president acknowledged that it's going to be part of that last battle. And if we do see tariffs of 25 percent slapped on Apple iPhones that hundreds of millions of them are made over there, um, that's going to be something that's very difficult to their business models. They're transitioning to 5G. We know that they're not going to have a 5G phone until September 2021. So this could be a huge issue because I don't think U.S. consumers are going to start paying an extra 25 percent for a phone that's, you you know, a year behind. One, one thing on Apple, Steve Malinovich at Wolf uh, has made a point that there's three things that could take Apple down. And, and one of them is also loss of the App Store's leadership as being the place you have to go. And, and that that and China are two of the three things that you could argue are in play right now. Um, so as much as I'm long Apple here, and I, I well, you know, back China's to your question, though, China's stuff, in big time play with, with Apple. For sure, for sure. But again, if you get into stuff, nobody's talking about the App Store. Um, and even though I stay long Apple, I think you have to be wary of these issues. All right, time now for the chart of the day. The S&P 500 on track for its worst month of the year. And Dan says stocks are nearing the danger zone as we head into the summer month. Well, how so? Let's, let's talk about what a hard deck so? is, Tim. Hard deck. Yeah, the hard deck. 2,800 in the S&P is the hard deck. And you do not, Jester, want to go behind the, uh, below no. the hard deck, right? So, look, here's the thing. I mean, obviously, I know Steve, Steve will speak to these levels right here. You want right to buzz here. the tower? That was a – that will. I'm buzzing the tower right now. That was a massive double top. Even if it's a near-term one, I think it's going to take a lot of really good news to get the S&P 500 back above those prior highs. But we are flirting with that 2,800 uh, level. And listen, you know, we could be back at 2,700 pretty easily. If you're a bull, you almost want to see them down 4 or 5% down there. That's probably where you reload on some of these things because some of the names that we were talking about just five minutes ago may outperform to the downside, <laughs> and that may give you that opportunity to get into those names down, not down S&P 500, but down Amazon 7, 8, 9%. Or Can I like just that. say something? Please. Dan, I think your ego's writing checks your body can't cash. Go, baby. So, I mean, be careful. No. There's a cluster I, I of, of technical on the levels. Are there very... any others? Anybody have any others? Or do we exhaust them all? A, I, you got anything? I, uh, probably, probably, yeah. You ever see Top Gun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple of times. I have the jacket, too. I gave it to you. It didn't fit me. It was too small. <laughs> so, oh, oh, it's uh, a bunch of technical clusters here. 2810 is a retracement level. It's the first thing. Every time. Really original. Can we get back to the show? We're still on air here. 2810, then below that it's 2786, and then 2776. Those right. are the levels you have to watch. Anybody care that the S&P 500 is basically where it was in January of 2018? I, that doesn't bother me. I realize that the chart folks can talk about this, and you can talk about it from it's a the long risk road to nowhere, though, isn't it? it? It is, but think about where we came from, and there's been... There's been plenty of opportunities to trade in the interim, and I think that there's also been that classic, there's been places to pick stocks. So uh, to, to say that we've done nothing over, over 15 months is, is, one, to state the obvious. It doesn't mean that it's been a waste of time. If you're looking at this from a risk-adjusted perspective, there's been a lot of volatility in here. So if you sat and did nothing, you're probably better off. But, but with the kind of market we've had for the last eight years, you can make an argument that this is a victory. Okay. Coming up, a number of stocks. I mean, that was easy. Coming up, a number of stocks getting crushed as trade war tensions grip Wall Street. The chart master says there's more pain ahead for one of those names. He's going to explain. Plus, Tesla in turmoil, down more than 20 percent in the month of May. One top shareholder says, don't bet against Elon Musk. We'll hear what she has to say next. We are live from Times Square in New York City, and there is much more fast money right after this.
Edward Jones, who knows that just like life, financial planning isn't only about long-term goals. It's about the moments big and small along the way. And when it comes to achieving everyday financial goals, Edward Jones works hard to connect you with someone you can trust professionally and personally. That's why they created their free financial advisor matching tool to help you find a financial advisor in your community. When you take the quiz and get your matches, don't expect just a list of resumes. You'll also see each financial advisor's story and personal interests. And when it's time to meet for the first time, they'll focus on your story, asking questions to understand where you're headed and why. Because Edward Jones knows that at the end of the day, behind every financial goal is a life goal. And that's what really matters. To learn more and find your financial advisor partner, take the quiz at match.edwardjones.com. Welcome back to Fast Money. Tesla finishing in the red today after taking a wild ride this week. The electric car maker down 10% after some bearish calls from Wall Street sent shares plummeting. Then some signs of life yesterday after CEO Elon Musk sent an email to employees saying it was close to hitting its production targets for the Model 3. ARK Invest CEO and big-time Tesla bull Kathy Wood was on closing bell earlier and says Wall Street is missing Tesla's edge. The edge that Tesla has in batteries, they're three years ahead of anybody else. Uh, in artificial intelligence chips, our analyst now says four years of anyone else. In terms of miles of driving data collected, no one is even close. Not Waymo, not Cruise. They're at 10 billion miles and Waymo is at 20 million miles. So you train these autonomous vehicles with data, no one else is close. Okay, Tim, what do you think? I think, doesn't she, she, doesn't she have like a $5,000 target on Tesla? She, she's, it's, four, five, it's, 4, it's, 000, it's 5, certainly 000, four. I heard like rumors that. maybe it was going higher. I mean, look, Kathy Wood is a very thoughtful investor, and she's done a lot of work on the company. You know, my issues are I don't think that they're looking at the balance sheet. I mean, the, the bottom line here is the balance sheet's in distress. Uh, and you can talk all you want about where it's going to be in five years. I'm not sure they're going to get there. Uh, and, and to me, you know, we had Moody's on yesterday talking about their assessment of the company from a pure credit perspective. Uh, and it doesn't sound like even a credit company is looking at their off-balance sheet liabilities, their contingent liabilities, things that are, are hamstringing the business now. So if you want to, you know, if you want a little whisper of fun that could happen between now and, and you know, the next, they, they might even find a way to jam in as many deliveries in the second quarter to make that number look better, but it will be at the expense of You don't even quarter. have to argue with anything that she said. You can agree with everything that she said. It's, it's just... It's, it's a debt problem that they have. Well, the balance so, sheet is an inconvenient truth, as Tim says, to the bullish case. Yeah, I, I mean, everything. Yes, when you they're sit, a leader when you in around, X, Y, Z. Exactly, and, and no one is questioning that. No one's even questioning what a genius Elon Musk is. It's, it's a totally different page that we're looking at. That's the negativity in the stock. Yeah, I'll just say this, that she mentioned a lot of businesses that they're very far ahead of all their competitors. I think very soon people are going to start circling, you know, the, the scavengers may start circling and look, thinking about what is this, some of the parts. You know, we know um, that they are ahead in AI chips. They are ahead in battery development, that sort of thing. But um, at some point, they're going to have to start licensing this technology, I suspect, to some of the guys who actually know how to make cars. Yeah, and I think they're going to have to come back to the market one way or another. Debt's getting too expensive for them. They're going to have to do, they should have done before, I think we're all in agreement, they should have raised more money when they could have, which was only February, uh, May 2nd. It's sort of amazing we're only three weeks in. But they, they should raise a ton more money so they can get to 
where they where you know that something. Evolutionary. The truth is, this company should be private, right? I mean, yes. I know that well, they they're public here. I mean, but the there, there's thing. a lot of companies. That's also like, an inconvenient truth. No, I, I know, but it should yeah, be no, private. I, and and, totally and let, let Elon talk to his disciples the way he wants to talk to them, and this and that, whatever. And you won't, you don't have a scorecard every day. Get done though. Well, What's disclosures would be very different, and they actually might not be crossing the line like like they have been. So I mean, to be clear, I mean, I think this is the case where the the, the company. Um, the bigger issue um, outside of the balance sheet, or as big of an issue, though, is this demand story. I think they pulled a lot of demand forward. I think the tax credit's a big deal. I think they can't make the car that they want to make at $35,000, and therefore it's uneconomic. If you're playing the, the M&A case, too, so you've got a market cap of $33 billion. Mm -hmm. You're going to pay a premium to that, and you're going to assume $10 billion worth of debt? Who's going to well, do that? Well, they do have cash and, and massive <laughs> other liabilities. If you're Apple, people talk about Apple being step. Why would Apple um, expose themselves to all this? There, there's a lot of unknowns, and there's a lot of liabilities there. All right, for more on Tesla's bad week and where the stock could be heading next, go to tradingnation.cnbc.com. Here's what else coming up on Fast. Yep, that's what Foot Locker looked like today after shares got stomped. But one trader says this stock could be about to make an epic comeback. Plus, smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Well, cat shares do stink this month. And Chartmaster says things could be about to get a lot worse. He'll break down the move. There's much more fast money right after this. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high-speed Internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Parametric Equity Premium Income ETF, you know. Inside you'll find institutional quality expertise from a specialized team with deep derivatives experience. Get to know what's inside PAPI, the symbol of alternative income, at eatonvance.com slash CNBC. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Welcome back to Fast Money. Time for a major buzzkill on Foot Locker. Check out shares tanking today after earnings. The retailer dropping 16%. That's a new 52-week low. Foot Locker's been feeling the pressure as trade tariffs loom and more companies skip the middleman and sell directly to the consumer. Karen, you're in the name. I am in the name. It was painful today. I mean, um, the quarter really wasn't that bad. The comp store sales 4.6. Any other you know, retailer would say that's great. The street was a little higher at about 5.5. Quarter wasn't bad, but the call was awful. I mean, there's a lot to hate on the call. For one, they talk about, you know, we're going to get to our targets by the end of this year, all back half loaded. Second quarter doesn't look good. That You don't really love to hear that since you did see, you know, SG&A up 100 basis points, although gross margin improved a little. 
I didn't like that. The thing that was really weird is this is a company that has been buying back stock consistently, several hundred million dollars at a clip. They bought 32,800 shares, which was it rounds to zero. They had a terrible explanation as to why they didn't buy stock, which was no explanation. The only thing I can remotely think of is that there was some corporate project they were working on that made them think they should be out of the market. I don't know what that whether Or they saw be. something. This, this group. I don't even think if they saw some, I mean, yeah, that could be. That could be. But they've, they have so much to buy. So the valuation here is... Uh, I mean, they still, they're still going to be reporting decent growth. The valuation here is eight and change times that they have a lot of cash. I bought a little bit today. I hate to buy on a day where it's down a bunch. I usually like to wait three days, but I bought a little bit. I'll probably buy some more Monday. I think it's really overdone here. But the one thing they didn't talk about was China. That was absent from the call as well. Retailers getting smacked around. If you miss, you get punished. You know, it's amazing when you look at a TJ Maxx, a Ross stores, where these are the guys that benefit from people who pull forward, forward merchandise from China because they wanted to get ahead of the tariffs. Those are the guys. It's a very binary situation. You have the standard retailers that can't make any money. The TJ Maxx's, the discounters are making money. So I think you've got to stay there until this, uh, this issue gets resolved. Okay. Let's do some final trades, if we could. Let's go around the horn. Timmy, you start us off. Scott, thanks for joining us on the big show today. Uh, I'm going to go with Apple. Look, I talked about some of the risks out there, but I think a lot of that's priced in for the here and now. The valuation, the balance sheet, uh, capital markets is your tailwind. Karen? All right. I'm sticking with the fangs as well. For me, Google, Alphabet. I like the valuation here. Could it trade lower? Of course. But I think you will be very happy in the long run if you buy it right here. All right. Mr. Grasso? I think you got to look to buy yield. D-O-W, Dow Inc. It's over four, 5% yield. I think you got to start padding your portfolio with yield plays. That's what I'm doing. D-O-W. Danny Boy. Let's be clear. The big show is OA. I knew that was going to get you guys at OA. Stick around for it. Stick around for this. XHB. You saw that home sale data this week. I think it's not so great. I think you sell the XHB. All right. That does it for us here on Fast Money. We're going to catch you back here on Tuesday after the long weekend. Have a great holiday, by the way. Don't move because Options Action starts right after the break. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.